Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Data is everything when it comes to advertising on Facebook. How big should your budgets be? How many conversions do you need? This myth that you have to have 50 to 20 conversions a day for a conversion campaign to be worthwhile, it's just not true. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, and welcome back to episode number 91 of Perpetual Traffic. We got the gang all back in town today to talk to you about some pretty cool stuff. A lot of questions we're getting in the Facebook groups and them their Facebooks. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Happy to be back another week. We're almost at 100 episodes. No. Right? The big 100. It's on its way. And today's going to be an awesome episode. We're going to be talking to you about really the Facebook's algorithm and everything you need to know about getting conversions. Good stuff yeah. there. And it's kind of funny, right before we hit record, I was like, hey, do you guys have any anything going on at DM? Any announcements, any events, any programs you want to talk about? And Molly's like, no, just that we love them. <laughs> <laughs> and she's talking about you, the audience. It is true. <laughs> it's like, who's them? She was like, oh, our audience. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, those guys. Yes, we do love them. <laughs> we love them. It's one of those days. I think this is going to be a good episode, you know? I think it's a confusing thing for most people. Setting up a, a website conversion campaign is an objective, and there are all kinds of new options that you can choose from now, right? Do I use one day? Do I use seven day? How do I bid? So we're going to clear all that up for you guys today. Yes, we are. There's some key questions that we get a lot and Ralph's going to kind of hit on our testing and just kind of talk about some of the initial results, some of the results that we've gotten over over the last you know couple of years of doing things the way we do things. And more importantly, 
give you a high level understanding of some of this stuff. And so Ralph's going to talk about some of the things like why the Michigan method is structured the way it is. And, and it's exactly what we're kind of going to get into today. You guys ready to do this yeah. or what? I, mean, I think it's, uh, it's going to be about as clear as the finest form of mud you could possibly get. Because there's always going to be some variations to it. Clear as mud is what my dad used to say when uh, when I <laughs> ask him something. It's like, yeah, that's clear as mud. But no, I think there's a lot of variation to this, and I think it's going to be something that's going to continue to evolve over time. And you know what we say today might not be relevant, like six months from now, because Facebook might throw in another thing into the mix here. So uh, there's lots and lots of choices, and I think. Uh, some people probably have a tendency to uh, overanalyze and think too much through it. We'll hopefully get through that today and, and give you some clear, actionable steps as to how to really leverage the Facebook algorithm and the conversion objective especially, because that's the one that we love the most. Let's get into it. So first of all, I've got a question. How important is data? How important is understanding the importance of data when it comes to Facebook in terms of optimizing, you know, lookalike audiences, all that stuff. I think that's kind of the big impact that impacts all of this stuff. And then we're going to get into, like Ralph said, one day, seven day conversion windows. How many conversions do you need? How big should your budgets be? Should you be using automatic bidding? Should you be using manual bidding? Is your campaign going to just blow up and crash if you use the wrong campaign bidding style? Like if you're using manual when you should be using automatic, those types of things we're going to hit on today. So tell me a little bit about like this whole data thing. Data is everything when it comes to advertising on Facebook and whether you realize it or not, every little action you do, whether it's, you know, an audience size of 400,000 instead of an audience size of a million or you know, your age range is 25 to 65 instead of 18 to 44, you know, it's like all that really matters. And Facebook is continuously just using all the data, all the thousands upon thousands, probably millions of data points that they gather through activity, human activity on the platform to throw it back into what we call the Facebook algorithm. And that algorithm is, in essence, a massive computer database, computer program that then uses that data in order to show your ad to the right person at the right time in order to maximize your return on ad spend or your reach, if that's what you're going for, your video views. So data is really what this whole thing is about. And that's why we love the Facebook algorithm so much. We love the Facebook platform because it uses so much data. And, you know, I always joke with people whenever they talk about, um, whenever I sort of tell people what we, what we do or what, what the three of us do or what we do in the agency is that, you know, Facebook probably knows more about you than the NSA does. <laughs> you know? Creepy. Which is kind of creepy, but um, because we've been doing this for a while and, and I know Keith and I had started right when this really happened, when there was really, there was, there was no targeting, there was really... No, nothing like this Facebook algorithm like five, six years ago when we first started advertising on Facebook is that, you know, ever since that point in time, they've been gathering data on all their users. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for all of us, and don't get paranoid about this and, you know, conspiracy theories set aside, is that that data is actually being used so that it enhances the user experience on Facebook. So it doesn't overcrowd the newsfeed with too many ads that are irrelevant to you. Uh, and that's the reason why, you know, the whole thing works. And that's why, you know, 
hopefully listeners of this podcast, you're getting better and better and better because as more people come onto the platform, you've got to continue to step up your game. And I think the more you understand about the algorithm, I think the better you can actually make your ads and get the, the, the impact that you want. You know, with these conversion objective campaigns, we're going to set up a Facebook campaign. And the first thing Facebook's going to ask is, what is your objective? Sure. That's your opportunity to tell Facebook, you know, I want I want clicks or I want engagement on my post or I want video views or I want reach. And then there is this this conversion option, right? You can tell Facebook that I want conversions. When would you use this objective? This is the objective that most people ideally want, especially if they're in the direct response advertising end of things. If you're more of a brand advertiser, this probably isn't used as much, although I have seen it used uh, for those types of ads in the past. But yeah, I mean, it's it's simple. I mean, Facebook really gives you this sort of this menu of choices as to what you want as an advertiser. And for us as an agency and for you guys, a digital marketer, you're typically looking for a conversion, somebody to do something, to take an action that you want them to take right. based upon an ad that you put in front of them. And the conversion objective or website conversions is the one that we will typically use. And I mean, the objective and the campaign itself isn't really helpful or useful unless you actually install what's known as the Facebook pixel on, in essence, every page of your website. Right. Without that, like you can go in and you can start a website conversion campaign today. But if you don't take that all important Facebook pixel and put it on every page of your site and then set up you know, specific goals, specific objectives, conversion events, as we call them, then it really doesn't help you all that much. But I mean, I think taking it sort of to step one is that, yes, it does work. It's extremely effective, but it works right. in concert with the whole system. Yeah. And I, I think our biggest use of website conversion campaigns, I would say that about 60% of the campaigns in our ad account are actually conversion campaigns, which is is pretty cool. And we're creating custom conversions and we're optimizing for them. So we're telling Facebook, we don't just want someone to click. We actually want them to do something on our site. So this is usually best used if you're optimizing for a lead, you're optimizing for a webinar sign up, you're optimizing for an action that someone can take, um, but you don't want to optimize for the purchase of a $1,000 product, right? Because keeping in mind this, this algorithm that, that Ralph is talking about, this action needs to happen frequently enough so that Facebook knows what good looks like. Right. right. So if it's only happening, you know, a few times a day, and we'll talk more about that here in a second, then it's not happening frequently enough for Facebook to know what data is good and what type of person to look for to put the ad in front of that is most likely to take this action. So these campaigns are best used very top of the funnel in terms of a simple action you want someone to take. So again, opting in for your lead magnet, downloading a coupon, signing up for a webinar, maybe some sort of just form they can fill out that's happening pretty frequently. 
about 60% of the campaigns in our ad account are these conversion campaigns. And I'm optimizing for someone to download our Facebook ad templates. Mm -hmm. Once they do that, they're now in one of our, our selling systems. They're in one of our funnels and we'll follow up via email. We'll make them different offers. But what's really important is that you're telling Facebook what action you want people to take, but make sure you're not burying it too far down the funnel so that you're not confusing Facebook. I mean, these campaigns are so powerful. I mean, I can say we've built our business off of these campaigns. They're, they're my absolute favorite. That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> Think about it this way. If you're wondering, if you have an e-commerce store with several products or something like that, when in doubt, go one level up, one level up. If you're not generating enough conversions, even if you're brand new and your budget is you know, $20 a day total and you are a local business and you're trying to generate leads, coupon leads, and you're only generating maybe one a day. So maybe in your case, you have to still go one level up initially. And maybe that's optimizing based on key page views where they land on your, your landing page. So there's different ways that you can adjust here once you understand the high level. There is sort of a threshold, like you do need to have a bare minimum amount of conversions per ad set. So if you start to take a step back, like when you create a campaign, it's going to be website conversions as your campaign. And then inside that campaign, then you'll have maybe multiple ad sets. Maybe you'll have five different ad sets and maybe you'll have a hundred ad sets. And then in each one of those ad sets, you might have one or maybe two or three ads that, you know, hopefully get rotated by Facebook. So think about each one of those ad sets. Let's say on the really basic level, you've got, you know, one campaign, you say, all right, I can spend a hundred dollars a day. I'm going to do five different ad sets, maybe two of my best lookalike audiences, and then three other cold traffic audiences. And I'm going to do $20 a day in each one of those ad sets. So what's really important to remember is that Facebook optimizes in their algorithm based upon the activity on an individual ad set. So does Facebook actually gather data on a campaign and an account ad level? Yes, they do. That's what they have told us, that they actually, Facebook does optimize for that. But really, the most important point to remember is that each individual ad set, let's say you're a one lookalike audience off your buyer's list, which is a great list for you. If you're you know, trying to sell the same thing that the seed audience for that uh, lookalike audience is off, that would be a probably a pretty good targeting group for you to target. So you're going to throw $20 a day into that one. And Facebook says that you need at least 15 to 25 of these conversions per week to have a chance at any sort of level of success for you to be able to give Facebook sort of that positive reinforcement loop like Molly was talking about. It's like, all right, if I'm going to put this ad with this targeting group in front of these people, what people do I put it in front of? Well, Facebook knows. Let's say in that lookalike audience, there's 2 million people in that lookalike audience in the US. That's typically what it is, aged you know, 25 to 65 plus. Um, and they're going to show your ad to the people in that audience, that 2 million people. There might be a half a million people or 250,000 people in that group. Let's say you're selling, you know, cooking utensils and you're using cooking as maybe some of your other cold interest. And 
the lookalike audience is based upon people who have bought the cooking utensil in the past. They're going to try and find people in that 2 million person audience who are more likely than not or more likely to convert or purchase something like that cooking utensil. Like that's how granular this stuff gets. So if you can put that in front of those people, obviously your targeting matters, okay? Who you actually put it in front of matters. But the point is, is that that ad set needs to get this positive feedback loop for about 15 to 25 conversions per week. That's a bare minimum. You should at least get, ideally, you want to get between like 50 to 100 or more if possible, for that particular conversion event. So as long as Facebook is, you're giving it like the thing that it wants, which is conversions, it's a positive feedback loop to tell it, to tell the algorithm, show this ad more to those people who look like the people who just converted, the people who just bought. And then that's how it really works. So as long as you have those conversions feeding that machine, you will have a successful campaign. And a couple important things here. Number one is what he said there was 15 to 25 conversions per week. And we've read stuff about this and seen this before. And a lot of advice that has been given out there has been you need 15 to 20 conversions per day. This is a big difference. This is a good thing. This is a very good thing. 15 to 25 per week. Which is totally feasible, even with a small budget. Yep. So I think the theory, the, the myth out there that you have to have 15 to 20 conversions a day for a conversion campaign to be worthwhile, it's just not true. And it's sad because that's deterred so many people from using this campaign type. And it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, so yes, Facebook says you only need 15 to 20 a week right? So that's totally feasible, even on a small budget. I mean, say your cost per lead was $3 and you're generating 15 leads a week. I mean, that's $45 a week, right? That's not much money. So don't let a conversion campaign deter you if you're running low volume traffic or if you have a small budget. Yeah. And the problem with that is that people are trying to raise their budget to get 15 to 20 per day, and then they end up having too big of a budget in their situation. So it ends up being a snowball effect and they don't have a shot out of the gate. And just one more thing to add on to Ralph, when he talked about how a lot of people think, well, if I have the right target audience, then why do they optimize it? Well, remember, think about like episode 86 in the podcast talked about the upside framework and you know the five-step framework to really generate more customers and understanding that there's five different levels of awareness. In any audience, there's going to be different people with different levels of awareness, different people with different personality types, and different people with just subtly different interests. A huge revelation that we had, this is probably about six months ago or so, this is an account manager of ours. We were optimizing a campaign for a customer that has dozens and dozens of products. But we were optimizing the campaigns and the ad sets specifically. You really don't optimize a campaign, but it's on the ad set level. We were optimizing all the ad sets for the purchase of that particular product. So what we did is we created what's known as a custom conversion, which is basically it tells Facebook, hey, when somebody lands on this page, you know, yoursite.com forward slash thanks product, whatever it happens to be, then that will tell Facebook, okay, a conversion has occurred. And now you start this virtuous loop, this positive feedback loop. What we're finding is that 
at a certain point in time, those conversions started to kind of peter out and they all of a sudden started to get more and more costly over the course of time. It wasn't until we actually optimized for what's called the standard event pixel, the standard event inside Facebook, which is for this particular customer, was actually embedded inside the Facebook code and triggers what's called a purchase event back into the algorithm. All of a sudden, we had maybe 15 or 20 conversions a week on that initial conversion event, but now we included it for all their products. So what was happening is that they would go and they would buy this product. And then on the upsell page, they would maybe buy the next product. And then they would go into their email sequence and then they would buy another product. So what we're doing is we're sort of minimizing the amount of data that we could feed back into the algorithm until we changed how we optimize. So now what we do is we optimize all our ad sets just for the purchase standard event. So it captures all their conversions. So instead of having 20 to 25 conversions or 15 to 25 conversions a week, we now have 50 to 100 to 200 to 300. And it makes it even more powerful. Our cost per acquisition plummeted. Our customer was thrilled. And our ads are just continuously going on with very little maintenance because the algorithm is being fed so continuously. So we went from one specific conversion event just for that one product. We'll call it product A. But then as soon as we inserted this purchase standard event code inside the Facebook Pixel, and, and with the new Facebook Pixel, you've got this ability to be able to do this. You can now easily report on conversions and you can optimize your ads for success as well as build website custom audiences and everything else by just modifying the Facebook code ever so slightly and just inserting this in. And if you hire a programmer to do this, and we have somebody actually on staff that does this for us now because I don't know how to do it, but I see the results. Um, and a great tutorial on it is back on episode 47, Andrew Tweedo goes through this and just completely covers everything you need to know with regard to custom conversions versus standard events. And uh, it's a great tutorial. So Facebook gives us, uh, I think it's nine standard events, right? And they, they match up with what you would expect for the progression through a funnel. We have view content, we have lead, we have, uh, for the e-commerce folks, we have add to cart, initiate checkout, uh, add to wish list, add payment information, purchase. Um, we have kind of a, a list of about nine events, right? And just remember that these events you want to map to correspond to your, your funnel sequence. Also, definitely go back to that episode to check it out because this is something that's a little bit more technical. But if you have an e-commerce store or you have a business where there's multiple products that people can, can purchase in the same niche, this could be a total game changer for you. So as soon as we started doing that, inserting that little snippet of code inside the, the Facebook pixel on all our thank you pages... We just created these great conversion campaigns that are still running to this day ever since we realized this. And now we do this you know, st as a standard for all our customer accounts where they have multiple conversions because we want them to buy as many possible things as, as they possibly can. Just like you know, you guys, a digital marketer, if it's a lead magnet, you want them to buy the tripwire and you eventually want them to buy the, the core offer and you know, buy the high-priced mastermind at the end of the line. And I think I've mentioned on previous episodes that we're finally rolling out a kind of a, a mentoring uh, inner circle program, and it's the Navigator program. And, and part of that 
we're connecting guys to our to two of our guys that that do this to do it account audits and we'll if you want it done for you we'll set up your conversions properly so you know, if you go to dominatewebmedia.com forward slash nav, N-A-V, it's got a little overview. I don't know if there's any spots by the time when this episode publishes, but I just wanted to put that out there because we can connect you. That's part of one of the benefits in that group as well. Yeah, for sure. Totally worth it. Now, if you're listening right now, I hope this is starting to make sense. And like we said, once again, go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 91 for any resources like the one that Ralph just mentioned. The one thing to always understand is understanding the high level is the key. And then you can always adjust depending on your situations. Sometimes you just, you have to do what you can do in a period of time. You have to keep it simple. Otherwise you're in there for three hours. And so that's okay. That's totally okay. But Ralph, let's go into what to push. inside the ads manager or the power editor. Whenever we start a brand new campaign, let's say it's a a new uh, campaign for a new customer that maybe we have some experience in that niche or, but we haven't run the actual ads for them as of yet. The buttons to push are pretty simple. So you're in the ad set level. You've created your website conversion campaign, and now you're in your your ad set. First thing you want to do is you want to edit your placements, which is the first thing that that we always do. So Facebook, by default, will keep on automatic placements, and in parentheses, they say it's recommended. So uh, in many cases, we will actually default to that just because we want to gather as much data as we possibly can on all the platforms. So in previous episodes, I think we've talked about how the fact is, is that we deselect Instagram and we deselect audience network, and now you have to deselect uh, Messenger. But in a lot of cases, we're running videos that are probably a little bit longer than the required length inside Instagram is less than 60 seconds. So many times we do not advertise on Instagram. But if we are advertising using a link post, which is just basically an image with ad copy on it, we'll use Instagram because we want to find out once again back to our original point. We want to get as much data as we possibly can. Like what platform, what network does this offer work best on? A lot of times we'll deselect audience network if we've got some pre-existing experience in that niche, but most times we'll actually, we'll keep audience network going because audience network has been shown with Instagram and the Facebook platform to actually work together in synergy to get the lowest cost per acquisition possible. Likewise, here we've been getting some great results with Instagram ads. So it's always worth a test on the placements. So then once you choose that, I mean, the next thing is what's your conversion event going to be? And it'll give you a provider that you've set up your custom conversions or you're doing standard events like we had just discussed. In our case, we'll typically, if we know that there's going to be other upsells, there's going to be other products to be sold downstream, we'll just optimize for the purchase event. The standard event just purchases. So once again, you'll have to actually insert this little snippet of code inside the Facebook pixel on your your thank you pages for all your products, but a relatively simple thing to do. And once you do that, then you're going to be looking at what audience do I want? So this could be maybe a lookalike audience. This could be a custom audience, maybe a website custom audience, depending on what the structure of your, your ad account is and what you want to achieve. Or you can actually choose cold interests. So you can insert 
any one of your targeting there, as well as your age range, your demographics, and the and the uh, countries which you want to advertise in. So we'll typically uh, advertise on either just the United States or sort of the big six is what we call it, sort of Australia, New Zealand, Canada, UK, as well as Ireland, which I was pretty excited to get Ireland into the big six as an Irish American myself. <laughs> so anyway, so the big six, and so we'll add those in there. And then it's the section way at the bottom that people get really confused about. Especially with these conversion campaigns. I know, because there's so many choices. Like, what do I do under optimization? Under budget and I know. schedule. It's so confusing. So an optimization and delivery, you've got a couple of different, actually four different choices. First one is conversions recommended, impressions, link clicks, or unique daily reach. 99.9% .9 of the time, we choose conversions on that. Yes, so do we. And below that is what's called your conversion window. And now there's actually more than just one choice. It used to just be one choice. Now it's actually four choices. And from what we hear, there's going to be about 16 choices in there soon. So that's going to be probably another episode we're going to have to update this whole thing on. Uh, gotta love Facebook, always changing stuff up. But anyway, conversion window is the question that we get a lot. So once you've chosen conversions as your optimization for ad delivery, now you try and figure out what this next one is. And I believe by default, Facebook now keeps it as a seven-day click conversion window. So Molly, maybe you can explain the difference between a seven-day and a one-day conversion window and what this all means. After clicking the ad is the first category, and you can choose that you want to optimize for conversions one day that are happening one day after clicking the ad, or you can choose seven days after clicking the ad. There's also a section that says after clicking or viewing the ad, and you can choose one day after clicking or viewing, seven days after clicking, or one day after viewing. Again, lots of options. This is really going to depend on your sales cycle and what you're doing. I would say for 99% of you, the best option to choose here is one day after clicking. Because most of us are sending traffic to some sort of landing page where we're wanting to immediately generate a lead. This isn't some long sales process. So I highly recommend using one day after clicking, especially if this is more of a direct response campaign for you, which most of you it is because we're optimizing for a specific conversion. So you're basically telling Facebook that you want conversions that are happening basically within a day after someone is clicking. From our test, this has given us absolutely the lowest cost per lead and the highest volume of leads for our, our funnels. Yeah, and we've tested this as well. And we always start with a default as one day click, without a doubt, because we want the conversion immediately. We want the money immediately, right? That's what our customers want as well. But what you'll find is that once you start to gather data, you can go back in and look in your reporting and figure out when people are actually converting on your ad, whether it's one day or seven day post click. And you can do this through your reporting tab inside ads manager and actually see the activity of everyone who's ever interacted with your ad for a conversion right there by breaking it down in the lower right hand corner. You can do it by uh, one day or seven day post click. 
if you analyze this, you can actually go in and see whether or not people are buying immediately or, or opting in immediately or whether they're waiting for after the first day. So the best way to think about this is this. If you do this analysis after running ads and you have now some data, if 70% of your conversions are coming after the first day, you should probably consider changing that conversion window in your ad set to seven days post-click because that now gives Facebook a little bit more data, a little bit more smarts as to where to actually place your ad, who to place it in front of. Plus, it gives them you know more conversion data to optimize your ads overall. So in most cases, we do keep it on one-day click, but in some extenuating circumstances, we will switch it back to seven-day click, but we only do it from data. We only do it from a position of knowledge as opposed to just sort of taking a guess. Basically here, just start with one. Like start with one day, uh, unless you, you know for a fact that your, your buyers do not buy right away, then start with seven. You, you still never know. You never know. One day might end up being better for your situation. But still, the key to all of this, like these are small hinges here that, that actually swing fairly smaller doors, like mm -hmm. the conversion window and stuff. Yep. Go back to the, the core of, of all of this, the messaging and offer, like the upside episode that we did and episodes with, with Ryan Dice and episodes where Ralph and I talked about the different offers that convert on Facebook, all, all this stuff that we talk about even more here, video ads, that's the game changing stuff. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how you can truly set yourself up for scale. If you don't get that right, None of this even really matters. We had a guy inside Facebook Ads University group ask about, like, you know, I tried the Michigan method. I did this, I did this, I did this. And everything that I did, my conversion costs still went up. And I said, it's, it's not the Michigan method or your bidding. I guarantee it's your messaging and your offer. So you get that right. Some of this stuff can be fairly minor that we're talking about now, but some of the other stuff, like which conversion goal that you're selecting, like that can be game changing. Like if you're only selling one or two products per day or generating one or two leads per day, if you move that up uh, a level, like we were talking a little bit more at the beginning of this episode, that's the stuff that can be pretty game changing though. Yeah. The big, the big picture stuff is really is the most important really is the, the upside analogy as well as like your hook and your offer and your creative and really dialing into your best audiences as well. Like that stuff will make the big, big difference. I mean, if you're just starting with this, just keep the default settings that, that Facebook gives you. Um, but be careful of that conversion window under optimization and delivery. Cause in many cases, when we've gone in and started brand new campaigns with brand new ad sets, the conversion window is set to seven days. So, which may or may not be optimal. However, we have seen cases where, you know, customers have just left it that way and they've gotten really good results. So uh, how much this matters, not really sure, but you know, one day click is, is perfectly fine. So the final little checkbox that you're going to have there is bid amount. So Facebook by default, once again, will keep it on automatic, which is great. That's typically how we'll start every single new customer campaign, because we don't really know how our ad, how our interest grouping is going to react out there in the marketplace, you know, in the auction, so to speak, in the newsfeed. So 
we'll just let Facebook sort of do the optimization for us. And we won't mess with this until we start to gather, once again, we gather some more data so we can make some good decisions based upon what's previously occurred. So bid amount automatic, that basically just lets Facebook set the bid that helps you get the most purchases at the best price. And a lot of people will say, well, I don't want to do automatic bidding. I don't want to put that in the hands of Facebook. Well, I think you can look at it that way, but Facebook realizes that, yeah, they're going to make their money either way. So putting your bidding in their hands isn't necessarily a bad thing because what they want you to have is a good experience as an advertiser, not wasting money or not going into the red and losing thousands of dollars. They want you to get the best and lowest conversion or the best and lowest cost per acquisition or cost per lead. So putting it in their hands with automatic bidding is actually is okay. So, and I come from a Google AdWords world where we would never, ever do this with Google because they just didn't have that mindset. But Facebook is very, very different. So if you don't know any better, if you don't know like exactly what your conversion KPI is or what your cost per lead is, your cost per acquisition is, or it should be, just leave it at automatic. And Facebook will try and do their best to give you the lowest cost per acquisition, lowest cost per lead as they possibly can. I love it. Good stuff here. So the final thing in this is once you actually have this data inside for automatic and you've done everything that we sort of talked about here in the episode, you might want to start testing out one of the manual bid options. And now Facebook has actually changed this up in the last uh, less than six months or so. And there's actually two different options here under manual. So let's say you're you've been running your campaign for a couple of weeks, you're getting, you know, $3 conversions for a lead, you know, everything's going well, but you just want to get a little bit more ninja, a little bit more in the weeds here. Well, there's these two options, uh, maximum and average manual bidding that you might want to consider. And there's great help resources uh, inside Facebook for this. We'll leave a link in the in the show notes but there's two different options. So one is maximum bid. Before they actually had these two options, that was the default bid. That basically said, hey, you know, if I'm getting $3 conversions, I don't want any more than $3 a conversion. So you could put in, this is your maximum that you will pay for a conversion from Facebook. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you might get no conversions and spend your daily budget. It's not foolproof by any stretch, but that was basically, you know, the only option that they had. Now they have this extra option for average bidding. So what that basically means is, hey, I want to get $3 conversions, but you know, I'll tolerate maybe some conversions at five and then some at four, but then I'll also like the ones that are at two. So the average overall over about a week or so, it takes about five to six to seven days for this to sort of even out, will be your average, provided that it actually can occur. So provided that you've got data previously that shows that you can actually convert at $3 per day. And you did that because you were already or previously on automatic bidding. So what we found with average bidding is that um, average bidding, when you use that versus maximum bidding, average bidding tends to actually give you more impressions and more reach Whereas maximum bidding tends to restrict your reach, restrict your impressions, because Facebook is going out and hunting for conversions that can't be above that maximum bid that you insert. So we've tended to, you know, let's say in that example, we're getting $3 conversions. We might go in and use like an average conversion or an average bid of like three, four, five dollars. But then 
what we found is that if we put a maximum bid of three, four, five dollars, we just won't get any impressions at all. So we'll typically run that a little bit higher, maybe up to like 10 or 15, which, you know, for some people might be a little bit risky, but for us, we've, we've seen that work fairly well. But out of the two that we that we've tested, average seems to be the one that we enjoy the most because it doesn't sacrifice impressions and reach, uh, whereas it gets us you know closer to our our CPA goal. But you know that's a little bit more advanced. So if you're just starting out, just start with the automatic bid amount. You know, put your faith in Facebook. You know, they want your money long haul. They want you as an advertiser long haul, and they're not there to you know spend all of your money. And, um, and not have you come back as an advertiser. They want you to have a really good experience and they want the user experience in the newsfeed to be as, as top-notch as possible as well. Facebook would rather have you spend $50 a day for three years than $10,000 a day for a week. Yeah. And uh, you can always start one way and look at your data and adjust. Yep. Don't yep. worry about getting it perfect right out of the gate. Just get started. Good stuff here, Ralph. Great stuff. Once again, head to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 91. And that's it for today. Awesome stuff, guys. We will see you next week. Uh, We love doing this for you. See you in the groups. And uh, other than that, have a great week. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Grant, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.